A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you're near? What a song that was! I mean, the Carpenters, right? Who doesn't love the Carpenters? They were amazing. Welcome to J Rock Concerts, the podcast. I'm your host. This and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. How are you guys doing? Hope everyone is doing well. Temperature is heating up in Nashville, probably where you are as well. Hope you get to catch some great music, live music this summer with your friends and loved ones. And we have a great show for you guys today. We have a great acclaimed singing, songwriting wife and husband duo called Jim and Sam. They are based in Los Angeles. Uh, they've been uh, rocking and rolling and chanting audiences since 2017. Along the way, they shot the documentary called After So Many Days, which chronicled them playing a show every day for a year straight. And he won a bunch of awards uh, in festivals, including Best Music Documentary at the Nashville Film Festival and some other great festivals. And they just released an incredible album called Good on the Other Side, which deals a lot with kind of change and anxiety and, you know, evolution in life. Um, they um, they had a, a child in, in the pandemic and kind of changed their lives a lot and they were able to put it beautifully into an album. So we hope you guys enjoy this great talk, a critically acclaimed fan favorite, Jim and Sam. Check out their album, Go On The Other Side. It's out now wherever you listen to music. And also check out their website for um, their story, shows, um, where, to, where to watch the, the film. Uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime, so that's where I found it. But at www.wearejimandsam.com. Let's get on with it. Jim and Sam on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Look at you, Sam. Here I am. How's it going? I'm like the biggest fan. I'm like the biggest fan now. After, oh. after like research and everything, I'm like fanning out right now. Oh. Hey, Jim. Yeah, how you doing? That's very nice. How are you guys doing? Absolutely. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Where are you guys coming to us from? Like, what city? Uh, we are live in Santa Monica, California. Actually, Love it. Like Venice, Santa Monica. Live. We're sitting. We're, We're sitting. sitting. We're sitting, We're sitting down. Santa Monica, <laughs> California. I love it. I love it. So, obviously, Jim and Sam, excellent band, husband and wife, you know, for my audience. New album, Good of the Other Side, out May 5th. Uh, a really special album, guys. Uh, have, I, I heard it. 11 breathtaking tracks, guys. It really documents so much of your life. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like a coaching experience, uh, Jim and Sam, to hear some of the songwriting and the details of how, you, of how your life has evolved. It was really great. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Jim and Sam, you know, I was watching your award-winning movie the other day because you guys have a great movie and people can rent it on Amazon Prime and stuff after so many days. And you said something, Jim. You say... That is the price you pay for living on the edge. Yeah. And uh, that kind of caught our attention, right? Because I was thinking to myself, like, man, like, you guys, the, the, the past five years have been so full of contingencies for everybody. 
Uh, but this skill of risk taking and kind of being uncomfortable, uh, being comfortable with uh, with being uncomfortable, like that must have served you guys really well as a couple and in life, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, just to be clear, living on the there's people who live way more on the edge than what uh, what we, it's all relative. It's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we it something crazy. You know, for those who haven't. Um, who I for people who don't know us yet, we we played a show one show every day for a year, and we made that film, and we filmed every single day. And uh, every day, there's anyone who's a performer, and they're not even a performer. Anybody who has to show up to a job that at a moment endorphins kick in, and they have to sort of public speak, or they have to be in a meeting, or they have to be on stage. You have this thing that happens, and then when you turn that off, it's like a faucet. It's like an energy, and it's just dripping out of a faucet. And when you turn it off. Your body has nowhere to put it. And once we were done with that tour, not being uncomfortable every day, not having that rush, I started getting hives. I started having these weird things happen in my body because my body was expecting it. So you get really used to it. And good. No, but, but what I, what then what was nice is we had the film to to jump into and make. Um, but I but I actually think what we we learned from that and what we're actually trying to. We actually are going back now and looking at the footage and seeing kind of deleted scenes and these kinds of things. And and we look back at that now and we're trying to be like, okay, how do we how do we take what we did and apply it to our life right now? Because that's that's the biggest takeaway of the whole thing. It's like, how do you do this crazy thing and then not just have to do that crazy thing every time to continue to have that feeling of living on the edge or taking a risk? Like, how do you take a risk in your everyday life? Um, without going on a tour, we play one show every day for a year. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think kind of where we're at now, like how do we take that and sort of apply it to where we are? And, I, and we're, we're working, we're working on it. Yeah. But yeah, but I think that's always, we look for it. We look for that feeling of like, oh, we want to, we want to feel live. We want to feel connected. We want to, um, yeah, like if it's, if it's gone too long and we haven't done that, but we're, we're searching for it. Yeah. Is that why, Sam, and we'll get to the new songs in a second, but is that why, like, in the movie, there's, you know, there's scenes for people that haven't seen it, sorry, but, like, you guys play in a nail salon, you guys play, like, in a gas station. Like, is is that is that why, like, the search for that endorphin that James speaks about? Yes. Yeah, basically, you know, we, uh, we had so many moments in that tour where we would have a run of shows booked and we'd be playing shows and your traditional shows in a bar, in a venue, and we weren't getting that feeling for whatever reason the audience whatever and then we started seeking it out you know if a show got canceled or we needed to find a show there would be a day where if we went in and if, if the two of us what we started to judge a show was did we fully show up to that moment if you're in a gas station are you really fully present with the person that's at that gas station and are you connecting with them on a level with yeah that it doesn't matter you know you could be in hey, a 3000 seat theater or you can be at a chevron and the person's buying a, a pack of gum, yet you're about to share a connection. And I, yeah. that's that's what, you know, to speak to those things. I love it. I love it, Jim. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. And uh, how is your daughter, by the way, Sam? She's great. She's uh, she's, she's, great. A, she's the best. Um, it's, is, she, is she in that uh, in that locale with you? With you guys? She's, no, she's, she's, actually, she's not. Sorry, she's actually at, she's at uh, school right now for the day. She's not at school. Every day. Today she's at school. And um, she's, yeah, she's, it's such a, it's been such a crazy thing going from living our lives just so the two of us and, and then having her and it's just this totally different thing. And it's been a big shift, but it's been a really, 
cool shift. And I think having somebody that you have to show up for and kind of is depending on you for survival, uh, it yeah. gives less room to do the things that you need to do. But what's cool is now in the limited time that we have, we really make the most of it. Um, and it's like, cool, we have three hours, like let's record it. Let's make a video. Let's go do whatever it is. And it's, I think actually, even from doing that tour, we've learned like, okay, like all it takes is a little switch. Like you just go, you do it, don't overthink it, show up and do something that makes you feel good. Um, you know, that makes you connected to the music. And yeah, I also think that's something that we want to show to her too, when she gets older, like it just takes a little moment to change the day or to kind of connect to the thing that makes you feel really good or so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really cool in that way. I love that. Yeah, you can change your state in an instant. That's really, really great, Sam. But, you know, going deeper on that a little bit, Sam, you know, I have a lot of friends here in Nashville, musician friends, you know, kind of my age. I feel like maybe like our same age, yeah. uh, you know, mid-30s and such, that they're like, you know, a couple of them well-known, uh, that they're like in that phase that they don't have kids. They tour every weekend. They tour festivals, you know, from here until like November and stuff. And they're afraid that there's a fear of you know being a success a successful musician and, and and having children um how has it been sam like you know for you to actually take that leap and you'll be able to like say it from the other side and you're still creating an amazing album is, is the fear warranted like what are your feelings right now on this um is the fear warranted i had that fear too we both had that fear just the fear of you know is is this going to hold us back is this going to and you know in some ways it, it does, but in other ways it totally opens you up and it just allows you to be like, oh, I can't do things exactly how I could do them before, but I can do them a totally different way. And actually, I think we have been doing things before in that way for a really long time. I'm being kind of vague, but it's it's nice now that she's here. It's like, oh, like instead of doing that huge long run of shows in this very instant, like you can pick and choose and be like, okay, like we're going to do this. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with all that. And then just to speak to the fear component, because that was a massive piece of it. And that's also, we waited, a, you know, quite a long time to have uh, her. have her. And some people say once they have a baby, they're like, I wish I didn't wait. I wish it didn't soon. I do not feel that way. I, I'm very, very happy. I, Hazel is the greatest thing in our life, period, end of story. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's every cliche rolled into like the biggest mountain of cliches. That's what she is in our life. Um, but that fear beforehand, I think what, one thing that really helped when we did our tour, we did this thing that as far as we know, no one had ever really done before. And because of it, we got to write our own rules and got to be our own band. You know, we have these people we look up to and we admire. And, and I think part of it was it was really exciting to basically create this path that the people we admired had never done. So it was like, we're not trying to be them. We're trying to be us. And I right. think at, when when Hazel arrived and when we started thinking about it, it became this exciting thing is, okay, how are we going to continue to create and continue to, you know, and as you see in that tour thing, we are having to pivot throughout that tour the entire time and change, you know, everything. And the goal on that tour was let's finish this tour and let's, we had his end goal, but then every day had its own little goal. And right now it's, our end goal is, a lifelong goal of raising this beautiful daughter around art, around music, around creativity. And I have no idea what that's going to look like yet. Um, but so far... It's going to be amazing. So far, it's this album, you know? 
Be, be, being being your daughter, I can only imagine the the beautiful flower that you guys are giving to the world. So so yeah, we're very lucky as 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 a society to have her. But um, Jim, let me pivot to a few of the of the new songs here because I mean, there's so many favorites. Uh, but let me ask about a couple. I mean, Space for the Stranger, you know, destined to be an instant classic. I mean, a song like this, and I have to ask you, Jim, I mean, lines like, you know, because in no time there will be some day, you know, as she weaves from the car driving off somewhere far, you know, all the places she will go live. I mean, it's, I mean, my chills have chills just thinking about it. That song. Uh, a, so, a, a song like this, Jim, does it almost come like a miracle? Like I remember Paul McCartney got like, you know, uh, yesterday, like at 3 a.m., if you sleep and wrote in five minutes, or is it the opposite? Is it like, Sam, we have a beautiful jewel here, and it takes you like months to carve it out because it's so precious? That 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 song flew flew right out. We it was it, we we were we have a two bedroom apartment that we live in, and the second bedroom had been uh, a studio, had been an office, and uh, when we we brought Sam with about six months pregnant. One night we were taking everything down off the walls. We were getting packing up the gear to basically put it into the room we're in now, which is a hot water heater boiler room, essentially. So, um, and that's what now is the music room is this little tiny uh, box. And we were just sitting there going through tour posters. And, and you know, again, this was during the p- pandemic too. So we basically had the combination of not touring, not being able to tour mixed with, getting ready to bring this baby into the world and we were physically making yeah. space for her um and then uh downstairs we have this upright pain what, what happened well, yeah no J- jim like it was the next morning and we had just been oh, our dog has just walked into the room hello pico um <laughs> our, we uh we yeah we were we were taking all these things off the wall and the next morning i woke up and i heard jim kind of twinkling at the piano and uh and he kind of he started with that first couple of words like do you remember late night in boston and he had a cup of coffee sitting there and we just came downstairs and that song just came right out i mean it was just like he yeah yeah it was just a quick it was it was one of those things that was just like oh this one is just writing itself yeah wow what what a feeling that must be and uh and sam the other one i wanted to ask you uh what's about leave los angeles for good this and the reason i like it so much is um you know L.A. is a beautiful city, magical city. You you capture the current dilemmas of the city so well that we don't, you know, the, the ups and the downs of the, the good things and the bad things of the city. How did this song come about? Uh, and I know you guys are like Angelinos at heart. So I think it comes from like a loving place. How, how did that song come about? It does come from a loving place. But we we literally toy with the idea of leaving Los Angeles every day. We never leave and we're probably never going to leave. Um, but I like, I think we like keeping that door open a little bit. Um, and, and we have like a complicated relationship with the city. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I think to a lot of people who live here, I think it gives you a lot and it can take a lot away. And it's, um, yeah, I, I think after you have a kid too, there's something, you know, you look at a place and you're like, is this the right place to be? Like, you know, you even ask for even harder, um, and so we just, that song kind of came from a place of, is this where we want to be? Do we still love this place? Is it the right place? Um, yeah. 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 And, and also as a band that, that has toured, uh, spent a lot of years on the road, like we, I feel like the two of us feel as though we've grown the most when we're not 
in Los Angeles in a weird way. Like, the, so it's always been this place to come home to. And then I think not being able to leave for a handful of years over the past couple of years, sure. it's, there's these been these moments of feeling like, uh, is growth being stunted or, uh, yeah, it just, yeah. And it's just this, but it is, it is as much as it is called leave Los Angeles for good this time, for lack of a better phrase, it's a, it, it is a love letter to the relationship we have with it. And Absolutely. yeah. So yeah, it's like a family member that you love so you can kind of criticize for growth. Yeah, I exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that weird. Oh yeah. It's a weird cousin. You guys have been so good with the time, and I think you guys may, have, may play a song for us. But I have to ask you one the uh, one love question because you guys are the most beautiful couple. I, I you know I want to ask you not how you guys met. I know you guys met at a comedy show. You got a mutual friend, but I want to ask about when Jim. You guys were friends when Jim professed his love for Sam in that Scandinavian playground. Like I need to know like both versions here, like that show in Showtime. Like Jim, you must have been a nervous wreck, and you know, and, and Sam. All like I just I just gotta know some some details here. Well, Jim, and you know, Jim professed his love, and I professed. <laughs> I wasn't. I, you know, we were so close and we were such good friends and we were playing music together and he just, he just kind of said it and I was kind of quiet. Um, and, uh, we didn't go there for a long time. Uh, like you're in like, a band, you're working together. Yeah. You're not allowed to say. Yeah. So I, so I, I like, and I was like, kind of was like, you know what? Like this isn't going to happen right now. This can't really happen right now. So we waited like almost a good year until after that moment until I was like, okay, maybe I can't like control this anymore and maybe I just need to jump in and, and see how this goes. And to go back to the fear question that you started off with, right? There was a fear that, oh, if we, if we, if we, this becomes a relationship, the relationship will be met, we get messed up and then the band will break up and it'll be over. There was so much, yeah, there was so, so much at stake with us. Yeah. That are together in a relationship end up breaking up. Yeah. And, so there was just all this stuff tangled. There were other, there, yeah, there were just, there was a lot of tangled, a lot of, it was complicated. It was a complicated, it was a complicated confession from Jim. It was, but, it was a high risk, but high reward yeah. situation there. So yeah. good on you, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> good on you. You know, that, that fearlessness spirit that we began with, you know, so yeah. you know, yeah, be, more, be more like Jim. Yeah. 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 Uh, I do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, you guys have been so amazing with your time. Thank you. Um, if you guys are up for it, you know, you guys want to kick us away with a song, that'd be great. Are you guys down for that? Yeah, we'd love to. Let's see if I can just shift. We're going we're gonna to ask our dog to leave the room. Is that okay, Pico? He can stay? Okay. The tour manager, the tour manager, Pico, you know, he's making yeah, yeah. sure the stage. He does. Do we need to switch places? No, we definitely want to see. Get her. Thank you so much. And you're, you're in Nashville right now? Yeah, yeah, we're in Nashville based. Thank you guys. Sing this pearl. And I'm gonna spread here a bit. Wow. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, this uh, this song's called Like Children Do, uh, and it's on the record. And um, it's speaking actually on that, on the topic of uh, taking risk it's that this is our this is kind of our first real like love song right i mean we had yeah. other love songs but this is like our yeah in the first two years of with any if any anyone who when you having a kid is torturous and 
it also uh, makes you spend very little time on yourself and very little time on the relationship that you have. Right. This was kind of a song where we were, we paused and we realized we needed to kind of. We needed to hear it. We, we needed to hear this song. So we wrote it for that. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Unbelievable. Guys, thank you so much. That was just incredible. Magical. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, Jim, Sam. Have a great day and see you soon, hopefully. See you soon. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.